Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022, and ex-Hunter Biden business partner Tony Bobolinsky says that Biden's committed fraud and that the FBI altered history in the handling of the Hunter Biden laptop in the 2020 election. CEO of election software firm is arrested and Elon Musk officially reaches deal to buy Twitter as Trump appeals to the Supreme Court in the Mar-a-Lago case. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. 21,500 votes. I don't think your, 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 you know, your audience, which is a large one, um, probably understands or is really thinking about it today. But if you go back to October 2020 and then into the November 3rd election, the election was decided by 21,500 votes. And what does that mean? Three states, Wisconsin, Georgia and Arizona. The difference between President Trump and Joe Biden was 43,000 votes. If half of those people... 21,500 had voted for President Trump instead of Biden, President Trump would still be in the White House. Now, I'm not arguing for that or supporting that. That is fact based on what was recorded in actual votes. So that election was decided by 21,500 votes in the backdrop of a story that is the most suppressed story in the history of a U.S. presidential election. The fact pattern is the FBI alone altered history in that election. We apologize for the late broadcast today. What were we doing? Well, we were doing some business here in Washington, D.C., speaking to the people who will be taking over the next Republican Congress, and we are making sure that they are fighting for you. Trust me, we don't want to be late to the show ever. We are traveling right now doing some very important meetings, and it's very, very important for us to make sure that the people who are communicating our ideas and our ideals in Congress and inside of the greater Republican Party structure understand what people want. And what people want right now is urgency. What people need to hear is urgency, that the criminal cartel that is in charge of this nation will see justice brought to bear on it, that the people who are openly flaunting our laws, that are openly flaunting the decency of this of this country, right, uh, when it comes to the selling of offices, when it comes to permanent power, that Americans see the Republican Party, which isn't perfect, they are not the solution to all your problems, but Democrats are definitely the cause of all your problems. They see fighters in the arena, that they bang on the shields and they say, hey, this is a party that will fight for us. That was what we were talking to uh, a group of, Repu- a very large group of very influential Republicans, communications and communicators this morning and saying, listen, guys, it's time to bang the shields. It's time to march. This is your moment in the arena and people need to feel urgency because they see the criminality all around them. And when people stop seeing those who have committed crimes be held accountable, well, then that will just inspire more people to create more crime syndicates, just like the Bidens are doing right now. It is criminal what they allegedly got away with, 
We will see what Republicans do in Congress when they take control, and we are pushing them to investigate, impeach, and perhaps jail the Bidens for their crimes, which were laid before all of America and the entire country yesterday. Tony Bobulinski live on Tucker Carlson's show, Tucker Carlson, the king of cable. We wonder what his ratings will be this week, probably through the roof. Probably four to five million people watching concurrently last night on Tucker Carlson's show, and it is the highest rated Nielsen show in the country. Tucker Carlson, the most watched man in the free world. And what did he have to say? What did he bring to bear? He brought the proof, the receipts from Hunter Biden's and Joe Biden's business partner of the crimes of the Biden family, and most importantly, the complicity of the FBI in covering up those crimes. We'll get all into it right now. But first, please consider liking our page. If you like our content, we promise you we'll be more on time. This has been a very, very busy week. We were on Tim Pool's show on Monday, and we've been broadcasting from hotel rooms, and we've been setting up the show and ready to go. There's been a lot of meetings, a lot of really exciting and very energetic stuff happening right now. Republicans are way up in the polls. Republicans are set to take over Congress, and we must make sure that they fight, and we must make sure they investigate, and we must make sure that the Biden crime family be held accountable for what they've done. Reading to you from foxnews.com, Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobulinski, expressed outrage at the FBI's handling of damaging information that he provided to them about the first son's business dealings involving his uncle, Jim Biden, Chinese and other foreign interests, and reportedly the current president of the United States himself. Bob Alinsky, a Navy veteran and former head of Sinohawk Holdings, which described as a partnership between CEFC, Chinese energy conglomerate, and two of the Biden family members, told Tucker Carlson tonight in an exclusive interview uh, that the decrypted subtle word choices by Meta CEO, from his own sit-down with UFC commentator to podcaster Joe Rogan. He explained how it allegedly showed the FBI must have known about how damaging the information is on the Biden family and then-candidate. I don't know what this, in an interview Tuesday, th that he decrypted subtle word choice. Okay, whatever. Uh, Bobolinsky cited the narrow margins by which Donald Trump lost Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, arguing that had it not been for the FBI social media uh, executives' behavior in the results would have been different. Okay, now I see what they're talking about. They're talking about censorship. Okay, we're going to get to Elon Musk buying Twitter here in just a moment. But what they're talking about is how the FBI colluded with these, all these, remember all these spooks and all these American spies who came out and lied and said this laptop was Russian disinformation. Tony Bobulinski had the smoking gun, evidence of the Biden family crimes. He still has it. It exists. The FBI has it. The disgraced FBI agent, Timothy Tibble, who was kicked out on his ass from the FBI, he apparently covered up all of this investigation, has covered up all of this information, and has swung the election for Joe Biden. This is the bombshell evidence. Clip A, watch. This is from the sitting president of the United States. This is from Joe Biden to his son, Hunter. Hey, Palestine, it's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, this going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I mean, that's it. That's staggering. The sitting president of the United States, but that's Joe Biden in his own voice telling the American people, I was always well aware of the business ventures my family was involved in. 
so much so I could tell my son, I read a detailed article that has 50 facts in it. Imagine just sitting in a room with national security and the intel agencies with that article talking about corruption, talking about China, talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the Liberation Army of China. Joe Biden is saying, I read that article and you're in the clear, Hunter. And he leaves that voicemail for his son. This is the smoking gun, bloody OJ glove of our time. This is the bloody glove in the OJ Simpson trial. You all remember it. This is the political crime of the century. Now, what does Bob Alinsky say? The difference between President Trump and Joe Biden was 43,000 votes. Half those people, 21,000, had voted for President Trump instead of Biden. President Trump would still be in the White House, Bob Alinsky said. Bob Alinsky, and of course, he uh, is alluding to the fact that they lied about this document. They lied about this laptop. They lied about Tony Bobolinsky. What he's talking about is the Media Research Center poll that says that if anyone knew about Hunter Biden, if they had actually done their job and reported this crime and this on the Biden crime family, just the reporting of that would have swung the election. That is what Tony Bobolinsky is saying, and we have seen this time and time again in the polling. The people were kept in the dark, mass formation psychosis. They want you to not know this information. Joe Biden just left on a plane down to Florida. Nobody asked him a question about this. This is the bombshell. Imagine if there was a dude from the Trump from the Trump organization being like, here are the frauds that Donald Trump has committed, and I've given those frauds to the FBI. This is exactly what Tony Bobolinsky said. Clip B, go. The Sinohawk Holdings Agreement, except it's got a different company name. Yeah. What is this? So, um... Interesting. So that document is exactly the same document as Sinohawk Holdings LLC. Uh, and it appears that Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the Biden family literally copied the same document down to typos, as you said, the serial number. And they removed Oneida Holdings, which was the Delaware LLC that represented Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, myself, Rob Walker, and James Gillier. And uh, Hunter and his lawyer, George Mazier's, replaced it with Owasco, which was Hunter Biden's um, uh, law firm or uh, business that he operated. So he effectively swapped out uh, an entity that he owned 20 percent of to a business that he owned 100 percent of, um, which is fraud. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. So here is the legal definition of fraud saying that they are switching up 
the company names and moving the equity pieces into American companies from Chinese holdings, not paying the tax on those, committing egregious fraud. Now, this is not including the tax fraud that Hunter Biden is currently being criminally investigated for by a grand jury and being indicted for by a grand jury. This is happening right now in Delaware through a uh, district attorney who was appointed by Donald Trump. So what's happening here? The Bidens probably thought they were going to make billions through Hunter Biden's business dealings with the Chinese energy firm CEFC, Bobolinsky said on Tucker Carlson tonight. That same CEFC, is that ringing a bell in your ear? That's because it's exactly the same Chinese energy firm that is being currently engorged by the American petroleum reserves that Biden administration allegedly was supposed to stop releasing oil from. And today they just released an announcement, literally as I'm sitting down here, getting ready to do the show after our meetings this morning, saying, oh, we're going to continue to drain the strategic oil petroleum reserves for America. Again, these oil reserves are here for times of war and times of like natural disaster. And the Biden administration is just draining it and some of that oil is actually going to this exact firm. Just in case you're wondering exactly how many articles of impeachment we can bring against this guy. Hunter Biden definitely received the money. The bank statements have all been made public. He received over $5 million, Bobolinsky said in an interview. Bobolinsky also alleged that Hunter Biden and the president's brother, Jim Biden, committed fraud against his business partners by copying a document and swapping out the entity that he owned 20% of the business and he owned 100% of the business to get the Chinese money. This is the diversion of money. This happens in business. This happens in contract plays. We have a contract lawyer that I work with on occasion. We sign a lot of contracts. This is an important rule that you are not allowed to go in and change equities. Um, uh, this was the famous, they, they had made a whole movie about this called The Social Network, about Facebook, about the changing of equities. This stuff is severe stuff. And allegedly, the Bidens are guilty as hell for doing this, and they have the smoking gun evidence. It has been turned over to the FBI, according to Tony Bobolinsky. Watch. Yeah. So why would he do that? Um a lot of detail we don't, you know, have. Too I, know, much I understand, time, but, but basically, at a, at a high level in July 2017, the Chinese CFC had not funded the $10 million. I was extremely frustrated. The Bidens um, claimed or presented to be frustrated. I got calls from Jim Biden. He was ready to call the Chinese directly and, and say the Biden family's pulling out of a deal, all well documented in text messages, WhatsApp, and emails. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently around that same time, Hunter Biden um, and the, his lawyers basically removed Oneida, um, put Owasco, his law firm, in that and replaced that in that document, getting prepared to basically divert that money into uh, BYZ holdings. So they were shafting you without your knowledge, it sounds like. Yeah, it's called fraud. Yeah. And this is... I mean, I, I don't see any other explanation for this. Do you? Uh, I'm sure you can reach out to the Biden family and get yeah, comment not, from them. They're not but, returning uh, our calls right now. Um, okay, so this is, just this alone seems to me enough to spur a criminal investigation by the FBI into what apparently is fraud. So this is Tucker Carlson asking the simple question, criminal investigation into the Bidens, why hasn't it happened? You may remember... Tony Bobolinsky in 2020 went out on a bombshell interview and held up his phones and all of the evidence that he had for the Biden. He went out 
to the entire country, held up all the evidence he had against the Bidens, all the evidence to implicate the Biden crime family selling out America to the Chinese. And he said, I am delivering these to the FBI. Now he did go deliver them to the FBI. He did go sit down with the FBI. He told the FBI everything that he knows. All of this criminal information. Now what exactly has happened? Nothing, nothing. Why? Well, he said so in the cold open, but if you were late to the show and we were late to getting here, I think we should play the cold open again one more time, Royce. Clip A, Tony Bobulinski saying that the FBI swung the election for Joe Biden. They were, and should, by every right, open up a criminal investigation, and they have been holding off on doing that because they are a super PAC for Joe Biden. This is your FBI, and if you want to see, if you believe that the FBI is a criminal organization that is literally there in order to rig American elections, this is all the evidence you need. Clip A, go. 21,500 votes. I don't think your, your, you know, your audience, which is a large one, um, probably understands or is really thinking about it today. But if you go back to October 2020 and then into the November 3rd election, the election was decided by 21,500 votes. And what does that mean? Three states, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. The difference between President Trump and Joe Biden was 43,000 votes. If half of those people, 21,500, had voted for President Trump instead of Biden, President Trump would still be in the White House. Now, I'm not arguing for that or supporting that. That is fact based on what was recorded in actual votes. So that election was decided by 21,500 votes in the backdrop of a story that is the most suppressed story in the history of a, a U.S. presidential election. The fact pattern is the FBI alone altered history in that election. The FBI alone altered history in that election. This is what Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business partner is saying. This is the guy who held 10% for the big guy, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is owned by China. Joe Biden has a ball gag in his mouth and is on a leash led around by China because at any moment, the Chinese energy company, CEFC, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, will release their deals with Joe Biden and destroy him forever. So Joe Biden must simp for China. He must sell out America. He must drain our strategic oil reserves. He must get us into World War III. He must hand over Taiwan. Joe Biden must do everything in his power to stop China from destroying him and bringing to bear the evidence of his criminality. And what is that criminality? Joe Biden sold his office. Joe Biden took his public office and he sold it to the highest bidder. And those bidders happened to be the Communist Chinese Party, the enemies of America. These people are traitors. These people deserve a trial. Court-martial him. Bring him, he's the commander-in-chief. Court-martial him. They deserve a trial, man. This is selling out America. This is simping for our enemies. Name a great war. Name a great war. Abraham Lincoln being a Confederate. World War I, right? Woodrow Wilson being, you know, friends with the Kaiser, the Weimar, whatever. Name it. Ronald Reagan being a part of the Soviet Politburo, an agent of Russia. This is the equivalency of this. This is the equivalency of that. George Bush being a member of ISIS or Al-Qaeda. What can you say? What would you call that? It's being a traitor. 
China is our number one enemy. We should tr stop all trade with China. We should stop all American digital connection with China. It is the number one threat to peace on this earth is this nation, and they see us as the enemy as well. So it's time to take the blinders off, and it's time to start recognizing that we live in the real world. This next story is going to smack you in the face. I hope that you have your fillings anchored into your mouth because this one is going to dislodge a few teeth. Are you ready? We cover a lot of data on this show, so when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and... We got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. From the AP and from the New York Times, here we go. CEO of election software firm is arrested on theft charges. Oh, interesting. So this is the founder and CEO of a software company arrested Tuesday on suspicion of stealing data on Los Angeles County poll workers and housing that data in China. Of course, you could have guessed. Connect Corporation's Eugene Yu, 51, was held on the suspicion of theft of personal identifying information and computer hard drives. Other digital evidence was seized by investigators in the county's district attorney offices, according to the statement from the office. Local prosecutors will seek extradition from Michigan. Whoa. Okay, so here we go. He is continuing to ascertain the details of what we believe Mr. Yu's wrongful detention by LA County authorities, Connick sent in a statement. Any LA County poll worker data that Connick may have possessed was provided by LA County. Okay, this is what the, this is what they're saying. Connick is a small company based in East Lansing, Michigan. In 2020, it won a five-year $2.9 million contract with LA County for software to track election worker schedules, training, payroll, communication and other resources. Connect was required to keep the data in the United States and only provide access to citizens and permanent residents, but instead stored it on servers in the People's Republic of China. The DA's office said, why would China want information on our poll workers and our election systems? We ask you this question. Ponder it while we play you the breaking news clip of this arrest. The head of a Michigan software company is in jail tonight, accused of stealing L.A. County election workers' personal information. CBS 2's Juan Fernandez is live tonight in our newsroom with all the details for us. Juan? Well, Susie, 51-year-old Eugene Yu was arrested near Lansing, Michigan, early this morning. Yu is the CEO of Connect, 
Prosecutors claim his company improperly stored the personal information of hundreds of county election employees. Connect has a nearly $3 million contract with L.A. County. According to the DA, the company was supposed to handle the scheduling and the payroll of election workers, but investigators say they discovered the poll workers' personal information was stored in servers in China. The DA says it didn't appear any of the data had been sold or an election's integrity had been compromised. Um, okay, wait a second. So we have this we have this statement here from George Gascone, who's the district attorney for LA. And by the way, according to what according to what we have seen and heard, the uh, a ton of credit uh, goes to uh, goes to True the Vote and the people behind True the Vote. Uh, for uh, for this evidence and for some of this information. Uh, we're still looking into it. I mean, this is a breaking story. Again, we were reading to you from the AP. Wow. So they were storing the information on like who's counting the ballots and the poll workers in China. Can you not see the problem there with the integrity of our elections? So let's say that a foreign power that is not a democracy that is a communist oligarchy, uh, is, is and knows uh, the influence operators inside of an election, why would they possibly need that information? What per se would they want to do with that information? There's a story out about a Chinese uh, agent inside of the U.S. Army right now and how this Chinese uh, citizen, I believe he's an American citizen, but he was working for China, selling data, from the U.S. Army to China, giving the U.S. Army information, giving the Chinese Army information on the U.S. Army. There's stories like this once a week. This is, these people are dropping like flies. There's a first transgender officer selling information to Russia, or what they thought was Russia, data on American intelligence, on American DNA, on the DNA of Delta Force from Fort Bragg. We, broke that, we, we talked about that story last week. We are already living in World War III. We need to wake up. Our enemies know what time it is. Do we? Do we know what time it is? Your election results, your election workers, information here, according to a guy who is human scum. His name is George Gascone. He is the Soros-appointed district attorney of LA. He says security in all aspects of the election is essential. We have to have full faith in the integrity of the election process. With the midterms 35 days away, our focus remains on ensuring the administration of this election is not disrupted. Oh, interesting. Connick previously said that the data for its American customers were stored on servers in America. The New York Times reported this on Monday, but the New York Times had to now they called it a conspiracy theory, and now the New York Times had to publish a piece. ALX, uh, I think we have like I think we have the screenshots of the uh, I think we have the screenshots of those pieces. Why don't we throw those up? See if we can get those. There's like a screenshot. There we go. Okay, good, perfect, beautiful. God, I love this team. Yesterday, New York Times: How a teeny election conspiracy theory became how a teeny election company became a target of a conspiracy theory. October third. Okay, hmm, interesting. Today. Election software executive arrested on suspicion of theft. Salt into our cup. How much salt can we, our salt shakers are full. How much salt can we fill in the cup? It is incredible to watch 
the mass formation psychosis, the like screaming demonic rage of the dying corporate press as they try to cover up for the criminality of the Bidens, cover up the criminality of these software workers who are storing their data in China. Connect also has, wow. What? Okay. I'm reading this correctly. Connect also has contracts with Allen County, Indiana and DeKalb County, Georgia. DeKalb County, Georgia. Remember the one where they're doing all the recounts, where they're where they're, they're like pushing, they're, they're, like it's it, it. There's like 50 different lawsuits coming out of DeKalb County, Georgia. The place is an absolute disaster. The place is a mess. Okay, there are the um, evacuation of the Titanic was run more orderly than DeKalb County, Georgia's election. I am not from Georgia. I think we should pull up a couple of articles about what's exactly going on. DeKalb County, Georgia is an absolute dumpster fire. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that this little company is sitting there running in these very key districts, the software, and then storing the data in China? Guys, open your eyes. We are in World War III. Our enemies know what time it is. Do you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is some scary, scary stuff. What is going to be so important and so crucial in the uh, wars going forward, whether they be kinetic or whether they be wars that are fought you know, economically, wars that are fought through uh, uh, you know, fossil fuels and resource wars, that's probably most likely to start not a kinetic warfare, but like resource wars and economic wars. That's happening right now. What is the... Highest value target in a war like that, information. Information is always the highest value target inside of warfare. That is why the Russians and the Chinese are gobbling up as much data on you and on the American people as possible. On our military, buying up land around our military bases, how the hell is that legal? How is any of this legal? How is TikTok legal in America? Delete TikTok now. Trust me, what you're building on TikTok, you think you're a big TikToker, it's all going to get deleted anyway. They're not going to allow this app to continue. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Information wars will be the wars of the 22nd and 23rd centuries, along with resource wars and perhaps kinetic war. Our enemies know what time it is, and that's why we are thrilled at our next story. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Here we go, baby. Elon Musk has minted the deal. What was it all about? I don't know, man. He was like getting sued by Twitter. He was trying to get out of the deal. He was trying to stay in the deal. How much stock did Elon Musk buy on the open market when he tanked Twitter shares? I don't know. I'm not sure. What was this whole play? What was going on? We'll find out in the coming days. But this deal is done, baby. Elon Musk's proposal to buy the company at $44 billion goes forward. Deal expected to close within weeks after months of legal back and forth. The Elon news, we rejoice in it. There's a lot of doomers out there who are like, oh, Elon Musk going to ban us all. I don't think so. We rejoice in this news. Here's the breaking news. Go. Real quick, Elon Musk news out right now. Twitter shares are halted because reportedly, this is a Bloomberg report right now, Elon Musk is offering to buy that company at the full asking yeah. price, which is about $54.20 a share. <laughs> wink, okay. wink. Uh, there was always a belief by almost everyone on Wall Street that this deal was going to get done. But when the market cratered and the stock fell apart, 
it was obvious that Elon Musk was trying to get a better deal. Got it. Uh, it's clear he's not going to get a better deal. Apparently, he's written a letter to the board. Uh, the word now is this deal will be done in the next 24 wow. to 72 hours. And Elon Musk will be the owner of Twitter come next week. So they halt the shares in the stock market of Twitter because of the volatility. It's all over the place, yeah. Try to have it. An orderly market. An orderly market. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dow up 666 points right now. Big OPEC decision tomorrow. Watching gas prices. Charles Payne, thank right. you very much. You got- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so here's the information. Twitter has accepted Musk's proposal to buy the company. $44 billion deal, according to the Daily Mail. Spokesperson for the company told the Daily Mail on Tuesday afternoon, we received a letter from Musk parties, and they have filed it with the SEC. The intention of the company is to close the transaction at $54.20 per share. You'll say, ooh, interesting, $54.20 per share. Isn't that exactly what Elon offered many months ago this summer for Twitter? And the answer to you, of course, dear viewer, would be yes, that is exactly the same amount. So what happened in the meantime? Well, a lot of people bought a lot of shares of Twitter. Twitter stock tanked when Elon Musk said he was going to pull out, when he exposed a bunch of garbage about the company. We believe, I personally believe that this was probably Elon just trolling them, humiliating them, taking this out into the public square so that he has the right to fire and scrape the bottom of the sewage basement basket that is Twitter of all of the salty Marxists. And we are here for it. Good job, Elon Musk. Way to go. It is a surprising U-turn, says the Daily Mail, from the bombastic, bombastic billionaire, but was prompted by fear that he'd end up be, being ordered to buy the company anyway in court. Now, we're not sure how that would happen. There is no precedent to order someone to buy something, but... Who knows? We live in strange times. Musk has been trying to back out of the Twitter deal, claiming that the company was hiding how many spam accounts were active on the site, and many Twitter users saw their accounts just absolutely collapse yesterday. We saw a loss of some 17,000 users, and we are back up a little bit today, and we encourage you, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, our Twitter game is strong. We're back up a little bit We'll see what's happening. Crazy stuff. If we lost followers, we think they were probably bots that Twitter is running. The reason that Twitter would run bot accounts is because monetizable active users is how these companies uh, engage and sell themselves uh, to the open market. They say they have this many monetizable active users, so on and so forth. Uh, The judge recently rejected Musk's request to delay the proceedings. Musk was not having a great day in court in this lawsuit. Musk's new offer to complete the deal is contingent on Twitter halting its lawsuit to force the transaction. Now the deal is nearing close. Twitter's share price is soaring. Trading was halted on Tuesday as shares jumped 13% and the stock closed at 52 bucks, an increase in 22% on the day. Now Musk is expected to own the company within a matter of weeks, if not days. Musk acknowledged that his abrupt reversal in the agreement is in order to create X. The Everything app. This is what Elon Musk tweeted yesterday. Buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the Everything app, Musk tweeted on Tuesday night, hours after he offered to complete the buyout at the agreed price of $44 million. 
which I think is actually wrong. 44 billion, right? Okay. Yeah. So that's a typo from the Daily Mail. What isn't a typo is this incredible breaking footage that this show has obtained exclusively from Elon Musk entering Twitter headquarters for the first time. We are very honored to break this important and historic video for you live on The Benny Show. Great meme there by somebody who actually works on Team Benny. Uh, his name is Donald's Advocate, and you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on Instagram. Uh, spectacular creator there. We love hiring creators, and we thank you for watching this program and for subscribing to the podcast because you keep us going. That is how you can help us continue to hire creators on this show and give them a platform and not sacrifice them on the altar of Moolah, otherwise known as working for MSNBC or corporate media. No, 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 no. This is the way. Please subscribe. This is our website, Benny Johnson, backslash subscribe. That'll allow you to subscribe to our podcast every single day and to get exclusive content. A lot of big interviews planned. We're making a lot of big moves. The show is going to look different. Everything's going to be so much better in the coming weeks. And you're like, Benny, it can't get better than this. I'm so sick and tired of winning. I'm so sick of winning. Please, no more winning. I'm telling you, we are going to keep winning on this program. We're very, very excited about it. In fact, keeping winning and staying winning is what we predict for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to get back on Twitter. That's what I think. I know Donald Trump's digital team pretty well. And I believe that he's going to get back on Twitter. I believe he's going to like take back his Twitter account. He says he's going to stay on Truth Social. I don't buy it. He's going to take Twitter account and he's going to take back his Facebook account because these are very powerful vectors for fundraising, for politics, for getting your voice out there, for getting your message out there. Donald Trump's going to come back on these accounts. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Now, we actually have an artist's rendering from another memer uh, that would demonstrate precisely what it would look like. Donald Trump coming back on Twitter. Here we go. Oh my God. Oh, look at that. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. <laughs> that is uh, one of our favorite memers, uh, Domani, uh, on Twitter. You can find him. We've retweeted that video. It is uh, very, very good. Donald Trump will come back to Twitter. Trust me, Donald Trump was one of the highest followed accounts. He had 88 million followers. He ain't going to leave them in the lurch. Donald Trump is going to come back, trust me, to Twitter. And, well, last week, Twitter said that it was going to reinstate Donald Trump's account. What? This from First Squawk News, which I believe is a CNBC site. They said that he will be re they will be reinstating Donald Trump's account. 
Twitter Inc. said to reinstate Donald Trump's Twitter account. Well, that's interesting. All right. Very, very particular about the timing of that information. Exactly one week ago, and now we have Elon Musk closing the Twitter deal. So what's happening? Donald Trump's coming back to Twitter, baby. It's going to happen. And the salt is going to flow. I hope you have your rubber dinghies ready. I hope you have your survival kits because the salt and the flood is going to flow through your streets of the libs sobbing when Donald Trump comes back to Twitter. It will never stop. It will never be more salty and it will never be more flowy and it will never be more teary outside than when Donald Trump sends his first tweet, your favorite president is back. Ka-ching! And there it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, the libs are already crying. Here's an NBC News fake news reporter, Lib Ben Collins from NBC News, uh, making an argument that says too much. This is a legal term. Got a couple lawyers. Got a couple lawyers uh, uh, who work with us on this team, making sure that we are, uh, you know, on the on the money when we are uh, reporting content. And that some of the antics that we do are protected and that our team is protected. And we are thankful for our legal advice. But a good lawyer will say that a legal advice, uh, legal arguments that prove too much are bad arguments. This is what's happening right here. You're saying too much, buddy. This Ben Collins guy is saying, by the way, for those of you asking, yes, I do think that the site can change and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets full control over it. There is no immediate replacement. If it gets done early enough, based on what people he's aligned with, yes, it could actually affect the midterms. So there you go. There is a actual verified NBC News reporter saying that the people who run Twitter can actually affect American elections. Are you paying attention yet? Are you paying attention? Connect, a election firm, is storing their data in China. And... Tony Bobolinsky is saying that the lack of information and the silencing and censoring of the Hunter Biden story led to Joe Biden's election. Are you connecting the dots? Are you paying attention yet? These reporters are weeping and crying and gnashing and what is sackcloth and ashes? What's the thing in the Old Testament that they wear? Sackcloth. They're screaming in the out out. They're rendering their garments because. Elon Musk will turn Twitter into a free speech, non-censorship platform, thus demonstrating, and you can see there, the, the last line, what's the guy say? If it gets done early enough, it will affect the midterms. What does that mean? Free speech will allow people, will allow Republicans and conservatives to actually have a fair playing field, and then Democrats will get further destroyed. We don't have the article loaded up right now, but CNN saying this morning that it is the best environment for Republicans in a generation. Not since 1946 does a key indicator give Republicans an 11-point advantage in what the American people care about and exactly who they trust to solve what they care about. This is an incredible poll from Gallup. It's an awesome article from CNN. Well, I've never encouraged you to check out CNN. I did tweet the article. Please, oh, oh, they're going to make me tweet the CNN article. But we did. Harry Enton is one, oh, one of our boys, and this is how good our team is. Look at that. Boom. Pops up on screen. Hocus pocus, baby. It's the Halloween season. There's your magic. Bazinga, which side are we on? The Bazinga, right there. There's the CNN article. CNN article says that the key leading, a, a leading election indicator, which is Gallup saying, hey, what do you care about and who do you think can solve the issue that you care about the most? It's an open-ended question and Republicans are leading on 11-point scale. Not since World War II have we seen Republicans lead so heavily Democrats in this indicator. So Republicans are set for a bloodbath in the election if they can get if they can find their balls, if they can find their balls and their spine, no more ball gags. 
okay? No more being like little lackeys being dragged around by libs in the corporate press. No more. Find your spine. Investigate and fight back. Donald Trump is doing just that, asking the Supreme Court to reverse an appeals court ruling on a special master in the Mar-a-Lago raid. The recent news is rocking the country. There were so many big news stories out yesterday and this morning. This is one of them, man. It's amazing that this is our third story because this, this is like a wild story. Former President Donald Trump has asked the Supreme Court to intervene in the Mar-a-Lago case. The appeals court ruling that stopped the special master from reviewing classified documents seized by at President Trump's club. Trump wants it reverted back to the process where the senior judge acting as a special master pours over the material seized and the raid is Florida club to adjudicate it. This is the breaking news on that go. Former President Trump is taking his fight against the Justice Department over thousands of seized documents from Mar-a-Lago directly to the U.S. Supreme Court. Late this afternoon, former President Trump's attorneys filed an emergency appeal asking justices to reverse an order from a lower appeals court that prevented a third-party arbiter known as a special master from reviewing roughly 100 documents with classified markings taken from Mar-a-Lago in early August. That special master, federal judge Raymond Deary, is limited to only unclassified information. The appeal goes first to Justice Clarence Thomas because he oversees the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Thomas could act alone or more likely to bring on colleagues to look at this appeal. We could get an order from the high court on this by next week. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for Clarence time one more time? Now, some of our favorite people, including but not limited to Mike Davis, who know the Supreme Court, call it the Clarence Thomas Court. They say today's court is the Thomas Court. Clarence Thomas is solely in charge. Clarence Thomas is an originalist. Clarence Thomas understands the power of the executive. Clarence Thomas understands checks and balances, and he certainly understands executive privilege. And so we'll see how the court decides here. Uh, uh, DOJ argued that these documents were property of the government and that Trump shouldn't be allowed to claim executive privilege against them, which is crazy because what do you mean property of the government? What are you talk? What, what, what the F are you talking about? Donald Trump is the government. When Donald Trump is the president and he's in charge of the executive, he is the executive. The executive is embodied in that man. This is the writing of our constitution. This is what you call a deep state. The deep state is the permanent state that is unelected, that exists behind the democratic process or above or below it, wherever you want to say, in heaven or in hell. It's definitely hell, in my opinion. It exists below in the bowels beyond our ability to correct it or to have oversight over it. Therefore, it is utterly unconstitutional. The way that our country is written is that the American public, we the people, are the arbiters of how our government runs and functions inside of a structure. That structure is being violated here, obviously, by the government saying, no, we are the government. The people are, we're not accountable to anyone. These documents, we don't care who was the president. These documents are ours. That's not the way it works. And it's not the way it's worked for Obama, Clinton, Bush. All of them had private and personal documents, and none of them were treated this way. Very, very interesting. How this is going to shake out, we'll see. If uh, the government prevailed, even as the special master kept his overriding role, District Judge Raymond Deary, who was recommended by Trump's team, remains in the role 
three-judge appeals court panel ruled in DOJ's favor, Trump's team argued that any interference in the review of material, which comes amid Trump's own claim of privilege, erodes public confidence in the system of justice. So we'll see if that appeals to Clarence Thomas and what will happen next. This is an insane story. We've never seen anything like this and we'll never see it again. We're 35 days out from the midterm elections. It looks like the people inside of Trump's camp that convinced him to not announce before the midterms uh, are going to win and that Trump's going to hold off. We're very close to the election. I don't think Trump's going to make an announcement for president uh, in the next 30 days. So we're going to let the midterms ride itself out. Republicans, I think, are going to win. All the indicators say that Republicans are going to win. That means that you need to get out and vote, and you need to make sure that you vote all the way down to the county school board and the dog catcher all the way up. You need to get engaged and active in your Republican Party, and you need to ensure that these communists get sent a message and that these Marxists get put on notice. And then we save the country. Speaking of putting on notice, the Marxists, there is nothing more Marxist than a fashion show and the people inside of the fashion industry and Kanye West and Candace Owens went in on a based crusade against them this week wearing uh, White Lives Matter apparel at the Paris fashion show. You want to talk about kicking the hornet's nest, this is how you do it. Kanye is not alone, however. Black academic claims rappers' views are supported by African-American communities across America after he publicly condemned BLM and said everyone knows it's a scam. Ah, we covered this in yesterday's show. We love this story, and we cannot stop talking about it. Kanye West is not alone in his skepticism of the Black Lives Matter movement, a leading black professor said. The rapper's views are reflected by African-American communities across the country despite the harm his actions may cause Political scientist Tesh, uh, Tatishi M. Nata warned, okay, butchered that name, whatever. While the 45-year-old singer is not upholding the beliefs of traditionally held by black people across the United States, uh, uh, when it comes to the uh, criticized for the unveiling of the White Lives Matter t-shirt, father of four Kanye West Posed for the photo wearing the controversial clothing with right-wing personality Candace Owens, Black Lives Matter organization seized on the chance to bash the rapper, claiming that he was airing performative dog whistle. Oh, God, okay. Natia said that he is very skeptical of BLM and whether they will ever reach the heights that they did in 2020. Kanye's controversial shirt and comments has thrown the idea back to the forefront of public opinion. A poll from the University of Massachusetts Amherst found support for the movement's goals has decreased from 48% to 31% in May. That's because people are seeing the results of defunding the police in all their cities, and they are horrific, and has been a steady decline for the last two years, including among black people in the United States. Professor Ntia, who led the polling earlier in this year, told the Daily Mail, Kanye West in some ways is voicing sentiment for the aspects of the portion of the American public believes that he supports. Ladies and gentlemen, Kanye West is over the target. People have no faith in Black Lives Matter. That's because they come from neighborhoods like mine in Washington, D.C., which are predominantly black. And you can go ahead and check my social media and see exactly what's happening in D.C. right now. Washington, D.C. is a hellscape right now. Washington, D.C. is on fire. There are homeless shelters. There, There's just homeless encampments everywhere. There's filth on the streets. The city is a ghost town. People are running around scared with masks on. There are murders every single day and night. The black neighborhood that I had my first, that I owned my first home in, I drove through it. 
it, it looks like a war zone. It looks like a war zone. Now, the houses burned down while we were there. We told the story yesterday on the show. Uh, there were drug uh, gang wars going on. There was open the open sale of guns and arms in the street, even though it's not legal to get any gun in Washington, D.C. They make it nearly impossible for any law-abiding citizen to get a gun. You have open market gun sales out of the trunks of cars on my in my neighborhood and my house the the house, the drug house right next to mine burnt down we said we're getting the hell out of here and it's gotten 20 times worse this is why people don't give an ish about black lives matter because they are frauds and all the hundreds of millions of dollars that poured into that organization didn't not a penny not a penny went to support neighborhoods like my old neighborhood on 19th street in Washington DC right on Capitol Hill in fact most of that money went directly towards the Marxist founders of BLM and their ability to buy mansions all across the country. BLM owns multiple mansions, and Candace Owens, to her great credit, walking up to those mansions, ringing the doorbell. You've all seen the clip. Daily Mail, another Daily Mail article. Kanye West returns to Instagram to roast Vogue editor who slammed his White Lives Matter t-shirt for being violent. So Kanye West is fighting back. Kanye West has roasted a stylist and contributing Vogue fashion editor, Gabriella Johnson, after she branded the White Lives Matter t-shirt featured in his most recent Yeezy fashion show as dangerous and violent. I'm going to stop here and just say this. Uh, what is wrong with this statement? And what I mean by this is this is a guy, like you're talking about a guy who is, I'm a Christian. I believe that every person is valuable regardless of the amount of melanin in your skin. Melanin is simply the identifying vector. It's a chemical in your body that gets activated based on the amount of sunlight that you get. People whose ancestors came from places with a lot of sunlight have darker skin because the body is a miracle of God's creation and that darker skin prevents skin cancer, sunburn, and all the other horrible things that can happen if you live inside of a very sun-rich environment. Now, if you take a pasty, translucent white leftist from Saskatchewan or Alberta, whatever, right, Arctic Circle, and you move them to Mexico City, then over the course of time, you will see that person start to get tan. You will see their skin begin to darken. This is why it is a false, it is a false labels. These are false rejoinders, okay? It is a it is a fake clown world that we live in. You've never met a fully white person. You've never met someone who's white. Have you met someone who's this color? Huh? Unless you've met Greta Thunberg, no, you haven't. And so have you ever met some have you ever met someone who's black, like black, like a black color? No. No, because actually the body is designed to adapt and to, mod and to moderate and to protect you because you are valuable and all lives are valuable and all lives matter. And that's what I'm getting to is that because you have a specific DNA and because you have a, a creator, your life matters. So saying something like white lives matter is provocative based on current modern politics and the message in no way, shape, or form is it wrong to say that your skin color is something bad about you. By the way, that is just racism. It doesn't matter if it's directed at white people. It doesn't matter if it's directed at black people. It doesn't matter if it's directed at purple people, okay? Your skin color 
is not the determination of who you are. Your actions are the determination of who you are and who you are is more valuable than the way that your body processes sunlight and vitamin D because that's what melanin is. So stop the obsession and start going after Martin Luther King who says, I want my kids to be judged not by their skin color, by the content of their character. It is really remarkable how that is emblazoned in uh, brass or copper on the Lincoln Memorial. And it sits there on the Lincoln Memorial, a really beautiful place where Martin Luther King gave that speech and how that is the absolute antithesis of the woke. It is the opposite of what they believe. In fact, if that speech were given today by this editor, by this editor of, what's her name? Gabriella Johnson. Gabriella Carifa Johnson from Vogue, if she were to give the MLK speech today, the I Have a Dream speech, her speech would say, I want my kids to be judged by their skin color. The end, period. That would, that would be the thing that put in brass, emblazoned on the Lincoln Memorial by the woke. That's what they they Yay! That's what they do. These people are scum. And it's so wonderful to see Kanye West pushing back. Kanye, uh, uh, <laughs> Kanye West roasted her fashion choices. Uh, Kanye West, uh, went after her on Instagram and just dunked on her. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, Candace Owens, to her credit, started dunking on Lizzo of all people. <laughs> we should have put a White Lives Matter shirt on Lizzo. Candace Owens defends Kanye West in Paris and says black Americans should be more outraged by obesity, abortion, and black-on-black crime that are the biggest killers in the community. Man, Candace Owens, boy, she don't miss, does she? Candace Owens has defended Kanye West for his White Lives Matter stunt. Stunt now, right? It's not a political statement. It's not a brave statement. It's a stunt. Saying that black black Americans should be more outraged by obesity, abortion, and black-on-black crime that kill more people in this community than cops. The right-wing commentator appeared alongside West in the Yeezy Season 9 fashion show in Paris on Monday evening where both wore White Lives Matter shirts and models, including Bob Marley's granddaughter, wore them on the catwalk. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this intrinsic statement. Now, if you're saying white lives, if you're saying like race, the definition of racism is arguing for racial superiority, okay? So that's what the definition of racism is saying. The definition of like humanity, humanism, in in the term that you care about humanity is saying that all lives matter, regardless of skin color. That's being a good person. And that is what they're trying to say. As somebody who's on Candace's Owens show, Candace's show, as somebody who knows Candace Owens, let me tell you, that is what she cares about. Hear me on that. Owens then took aim at singer Lizzo saying we should put a white live matter t-shirt on Lizzo. Maybe we could have gotten a lot of attention uh, about obesity and how it's actually killing black Americans. If black Americans matter, then some of these things that we've been talking about on this show, things I've been talking about throughout my entire political career would be getting attention, not the t-shirts, right? She continued, these are actually the statistics that matter, and here are just a few of them. Abortion in America has contributed to the greatest decline in the black population since the first black slaves arrived. When you say to people that 20 million black infants were aborted, they don't even bat an eyelash. Then they, man, Candace Owens, like, talk about eyelashes. This, uh, these, these comments are, these quotes are searing my eyelashes off right now, IRL. They tell those same black people, 
that they need to be outraged when a Planned Parenthood clinic shuts down, yet a t-shirt is what got the attention last night. But it's not the only thing that's killed black America. We know obesity is killing black America, so what should be done? We should have put a White Lives Matter t-shirt on Lizzo. Candace Owens. Pure flames. Pure torch. Pure smoke. Let's go. It's so wonderful to see us winning. This is a show of... This is a show where we try and uplift and we try and be optimistic and we try and like bring people upward. We give you the information. Sometimes the news is dark. Sometimes the news is great. Today happens to be a show where there's a lot of great news. Evidence against the Bidens of criminality, the arrest of people who are illegally storing our election data and information in China. What the hell is going on? I mean, seriously, try these people for treason along with the Bidens. Donald Trump pushing for victories in the Supreme Court. We'll see what happens. Candace Owens and Kanye creating culture. That's what this show is about. We want to uplift. We want to bring the fight to the people who are actually the enemy here. And the enemy has nothing to do with skin color. The enemy has everything to do with inside of your brain space and inside of your heart space, okay? The people with the empty souls and the people with the darkened brain, okay? I don't care about the color of your skin. I care about the color of your heart. Do you have a black soul? Are you a Marxist? Would you be okay with half the country being put into camps because they don't agree with you? Well, that's what a Marxist is. That's what happened in Russia. It's what happened in China. It's what will happen here if we don't fix it. And if we don't go after an ideology, which is actually the real cancer and the real problem in this country, which is the hardened Marxists who run this nation. That is the enemy. That is what we go after every single day. And that is why we, we make sure that we do the anti-Marxist thing. You want to be an anti-communist? Order your life like this. God, family, country. Wake up happy to be a free person. Free men and women living in this country. And we're going to stay that way. Because we organize and we speak and we talk and we go out and we advance every single day. This is a show of offense. Not defense. Offense. This is what we talked about this morning with all the Republican communicators. Offense. Go on the offense. People are hungry for it, and we're ready for it here on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. Thank you for watching.